The role of the media cannot be overestimated in any democratic society. Sequel to our previous episode on corruption, we'll be talking about the role of journalists in the fight against corruption in Nigeria. Has the mass media failed Nigerians? Are they also guilty of corruption? You're welcome to The Bearing. I am Lilian Ogazi. journalists in any democratic society is punctuated by the designation of the media as the fourth arm of the realm, a proposition that squarely places on their shoulders the responsibility of not only linking the three arms of government with the people, but also serving as a watchdog over the people's interests and holding everyone else to account. Do those practicing it understand the assignment and how it should be executed? With me here on the bearing in our studio is Abdulaziz Abdulaziz, the Deputy General Editor of Daily Trust newspaper. And with him, we'll be discussing the role of the media. And by that, I mean journalist in fighting corruption. You're welcome, sir. Thank you very much. One of the roles of the media is to uncover and disseminate information to the public, thereby in turn holding government officials accountable for their actions. Do you think journalists in Nigeria are living up to that expectation? Well, uh, this is rather a not very straightforward question to say yes or no. Uh, because I believe uh, a vast percentage of the Nigerian uh, journalists are doing, uh, doing just that. Uh, that is holding the uh, public officials to account, which is um, a constitutional responsibility because... One thing that a lot of people, including even journalists, don't know is that the constitution guarantees or appoints the media to be the watchdog of the people. A lot of people don't know that. Section 22 of the 1999 constitution empowers the media to perform the watchdog responsibility on what is of public interest. And therefore, our responsibility as the press, uh, according to the constitution, is to uphold public interest and hold those in positions of responsibility to account. Okay. Now, um, you spoke about that being the major role of the media as enshrined in the Constitution. But before we get to the part of, because when you say it's been enshrined in the Constitution and it's something they should also know, the environment where we practice comes to play a whole lot. But before we get to that now, I spoke to a couple of Nigerians on the streets and the first thing they said was the environment is not conducive enough. The media, they're doing enough, but the environment is not conducive enough. Now, a few of them mentioned that the media have failed Nigerians in terms of putting out the true and proper reportage out there. But in your own thoughts, have the media and journalism failed Nigerians in terms of reportage on corruption? Um, well, you know, it is funny that sometimes people who are critical of the media, they forget that even what they are saying is already, they already know it also through the media. For example, so you hear somebody saying, oh, the media has not reported the corruption happening in so, so, so place. But now begs the question, like, how do you get to know there is corruption in that place? So a lot of times, perhaps, because if we say media, it's a wide spectrum of platforms. Yeah. So it's not perhaps really that it has to be on the NTA news or on channels or in daily trust, for example, for it to be in the media. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't think 
It's true that the media fell Nigeria. That can that is very far from the truth because media has always been in the forefront of advocacies for public good. People forget the role media played even in Nigerian independence. In getting independence, the media played significant role in chasing away the colonialists. Secondly, at every point in time, whether it was civil war or especially the aftermath, the reconstruction after the civil war and uh, the campaign for one Nigeria, the media played a huge role there. If you come to moments like fighting for the entrenchment of democracy. Since the toppling of the Second Republic government in December 1983, the media kept pushing up till 2000 and, I mean, until 1999, when we eventually had democracy. At every point in time, the media fought and fought actually for public interest. Now let's talk about the brown envelope syndrome in the media industry. Brown envelope journalism, also known as BEJ or BES, is a practice where monetary inducement is given to journalists to make them write a positive story or kill a negative story. Now, the name is derived from cash inducement hidden in brown envelopes and given to journalists during press briefings. And it's also given by company executives or event organizers to cover such events and probably give it the wildest publicity as the case may be. By accepting brown envelopes, do you think it has made journalists accomplished in corrupt practices? Well, that is, of course, a completely an unacceptable and unethical conduct. And uh, anyone who indulges in that is bound because some people will excuse it to say, oh, it's not, it's nothing. But usually big things start small. So if you accept little things thinking that it is just something little you can also uh, grow bigger than one secondly you also have massive impact which is the ethical question regarding the independence of our reporting as well as even the implications it's just like corruption anywhere it can cause the public something huge because perhaps the story is framed in a particular way and therefore the journalist is giving money just to ensure that that frame that uh, propaganda or that cover-up that some people wanted had gotten its way into the media so uh, any influence anything that would influence the way we work as journalists is a misnomer it's also uh, repulsive and there is no excuse for it okay now, let's still on the case of the brown envelope um, syndrome now. To what extent has the brown envelope undermined the authority of journalism and by extension journalism to hold people accountable? Because you spoke about um, the kind of news that are being brought out to the public as the effect of brown envelope or stories that are being covered up. So in your experience so far, to what extent has this hampered on journalism to be able to hold people accountable? Well, um, there are two things here which we should get clearly. You know, as I said initially... Uh, some dismiss the normal brown envelope as something as nothing, uh, but as I said, that is big steps start small. So it is through that that they grow bigger and bolder, and then they will become a post danger to the public or the public interest. There is the bigger problem, which is somehow uh, like most like one huge problem is more than even brown envelope at events is to to 
to buy off silence from the media. A lot of it happens. Where something, some people don't want it reported. They uh, do what we call in the media parlance, killing the story. So killing the story is a situation whereby some uh, money is exchanged in exchange of silence, you know, so that the media will look the other way. And for me, that is even the most dangerous thing and uh, the most uh, uh, the most disservice that any journalist can do to the public and also to the media profession in general. All right. So far now, from what you said and from our earlier conversation, you spoke about how you feel the media are doing enough in the fight against corruption or in their input against corruption. But is there a way? the media in Nigeria can actually report corruption effectively and help in stopping the menace. What other better method can they adopt to achieve the desired results people need? Um, well, the answer is not far-fetched. Uh, the most effective and uh, tested means is through uh, investigative journalism. is by going away from the normal to or from the surface to go into deeper issues. As I keep, as I always say, especially at trainings or talking to younger colleagues, you cannot afford to be fed. So often if you go to events, whether it is press conference or coverage of events or interviews, a lot of times is what the people want you to report or in press releases. But, and then you should know that what the newsmakers want out there is largely not the issue. It is our job, our responsibility, our responsibility as the media to unearth and brought out issues that have been covered up. Uh, there is no investment that is too much in, um, in investigative journalism. The media offers a key route for information about governmental, administrative and business activities to be disseminated throughout society. Thus, providing the public with the critical capacity to hold those in power accountable by uncovering, exposing, informing, and educating the public about the detrimental effects of corruption for the society at large. The media can significantly increase the political risk of those exposed for their corrupt practices and foster the critical awareness of civil society. Are the media playing these roles well enough? We'll be going on a quick break. When we get back, the show continues. Do stay. For the big, trendy and impactful stories of the day. Treated inside out with in-depth analysis. To give you insight into the issues that matter. The issue of injustice needs to be addressed. We are going into hell. Why are you sending your child? Why are you, are you that poor? Are you that hungry? Oh, we are not practicing any democracy in Nigeria. They don't deal with us well, well. Trust us on Nigeria Daily. A daily podcast from Daily Tracks. To bring to you the news behind the news. So listen in, log into our website at dailytrust.com or on bossprout.com. You can also listen in on Spotify and TuneIn Radio. Follow up on Instagram and Twitter at Daily Trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. Welcome back. 
Let's get on the streets as we'll be having a quick chat with Nigerians on how they feel about the role of the media in the fight against corruption. The journalists are, to me, they are not doing enough because they are not covering the things the way it's supposed to be. They are not saying it's raw. So I don't know why they are afraid. Whether it's it because of the policies or whatever. What they should do is to be fair in whatever they are doing, in deciding their duty. I think that is just a... I don't think they are doing enough. They are not doing enough in the sense that when they, they heard from the voice of the public, they don't publish some. The ones they publish, the ones that will go on the, 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 the government alone. And people in government alone are benefiting what the, the, the citizens have in the rights, as in rights. And they have, they have more, so many uh, aspects of fighting their ass. Because, you know, journalists are mainly to take the people's voice and then establish it and publish it so that the whole people will see it. But they are not doing some. Even when they say the truth, in the part, in that very part that the truth is, came out from, they will block it, they will, not, they will delete it. Then future the one that they probably did not even say it, to just force the government or fancy the government. Uh, this thing. That's why, all, like myself personally, I believe that the journalists are, some journalists are, uh, are corrupt. The country is corrupt, as we all know. But the side of journalists, the journalists are doing their best they can do, trying to expose something. But the government of today that we have now, they are doing everything possible to make sure that they match the media down, that you know freedom of speech, that even if you see white, you should call it is black. So it's making the country, in fact, it's making our economy sort of growing, it's coming down. Uh, the only thing that they should fight for their right. That's what I have to say. Uh, I don't think they are doing really doing enough because of the situation of the country. Because we all know that the country is not in respect of any uh, judiciary. So if you say more than you can, you're going to fix the wrath of the government. And everybody is afraid of the government. So I think the journalism or journalists are being afraid of voicing, saying the right thing they need to do or saying the right thing they need to say to protect their interests because nobody will protect you. We are living in fear in this country called Nigeria. It's just, I don't think there's any, any special way just for those that can be brave enough to come up and voice the thing and be able to be that. There must be someone that will start saying the truth. So I think those that will always be the, the, the fight fighters, those that will be in the front line. A vibrant media can play a significant role as the fourth pillar of democracy in reducing the level of corruption in our society. Some journalists share their views on the effect of the brown envelope syndrome on the Nigerian media space and what can be done differently when it comes to the fight against corruption. My name is Camry Apollo. I'm a broadcast journalist. Uh, brown envelope, it's really, really doing a lot more damage than we care to know and understand. Uh, the reason is this, whenever somebody takes a brown envelope to compromise the work they do, uh, they do so thinking, well, it's just a little bit uh, it won't really cause anything and I need to sort out my bills. But uh, when you have lots and lots of journalists doing the same thing, the damage becomes amplified. It's unfortunate the state of the economy has a role to play in brown envelope journalism. Uh, it, again, affects the integrity of our profession. Journalism is about holding government to account on behalf of the people. If you have people who are meant to do that job compromising their integrity by collecting brown envelopes, then it means uh, the government will pretty much be able to get away with quite a lot. 
and the big loser at the end of the day is the people. Well, for starters, uh, journalists can simply stick to their constitutionally appointed role of holding government to account on behalf of the people. Uh, to do that, it means uh, we need to go and ask questions, and that when we get answers to those questions, we need to report the facts as they are, without uh, having to embellish. Uh, there are unfortunately some instances where journalists report the facts as they want the facts to be. Uh, that is wrong. Uh, you know, that ends up fueling corruption. The uh, ethno-religious sentiments, uh, nepotistic sentiments that are sometimes injected in the course of our work. So to fight uh, corruption properly, you know, journalists simply need to do what their constitutional role is, holds governments to account on behalf of the people. It's not about fighting the government, it's not about supporting the government, it's simply about holding the government to account. I am Ojoma Ako and I work with Daily Trust. The effect of brown envelope on the Nigerian media space is that it erodes credibility. Many people out there find it difficult to believe what journalists report, even when it's actually solution-based and it's actually factual. But because of the level of, uh, you know, the bribery and the brown envelope syndrome, many lack that confidence in what we report. Journalists can help in the fight against corruption, corruption by doing their work properly. This should include them going the extra miles to do investigative stories. You don't rely on what the agencies tell you alone. Go beyond the news. Go to the field. Dig out what they may not want you to dig out. That is by bringing it to the public domain. My name is Nabil Osman and I'm a broadcast journalist. The culture of brown envelope journalism has been detrimental to the development of Nigeria's media space in, in the sense of the fact that um, journalism itself is built on certain ethics and integrity is one of the things that hold journalism together. As, the, as media, as the fourth estate of the realm, we have a responsibility to um, be watchdogs, that's the word that we are always taught in university, to be watchdogs of society, to be able to hold government and the people to account. And it's very difficult to do that when you're being paid in a brown envelope by someone who doesn't even know the uh, ethics of your profession, doesn't know the rules of your profession. Uh, one of the things that journalists can do to fight corruption is to learn how to wield the truth, because the simple fact is you cannot fight corruption if you do not know what you are fighting or how to fight it. And the way to do that is to know the truth about these incidences and to be impartial when we are using or wielding the weapon that is our craft, our profession. Now let's go back to our guest in the studio. Finally, before we go, one quick question. Um, let's talk about the way forward and also um, let's talk about the Nigerian society which actually come hands in hand now. We've spoken about investigative journalism, we've spoken about the brown envelope syndrome now and then we're talking about practicing journalism here in Nigeria. Now how can the government help in making this environment conducive enough for journalists to actually practice in full-fledged and as journalists how can we work together to put out the right reports or the right reportage out there that would expose and you know and bring out corrupt practices to the limelight okay two things one is that for the government i always see that the major problem for journalism in nigeria is lack of is difficulty in accessing information i think there is need to liberalize governance in nigeria uh, government needs to open up some more because you are have the mandate of the people and therefore people should be served and serving them means 
part of serving them means accounting to them. And accounting to them means opening your books, opening your doors, making information readily available. This is not happening. And I think the only, for me, the best, the only and the best way the media the government can help the media is by opening up. It is processes, it is documents, it is doors for scrutiny. So that is one. And then on the part of the media, or on the part of the journalists, um, we have to deliberately collaborate. You know, the future of journalism uh, depends largely on, as I said, past previously issue of investigation and doing something unique. But uh, you hardly can achieve that successfully without collaborating. Media educates people by providing them with information on the social, cultural, political, and economic well-being of the society. Such assignment has to be carried out as it is important for every democratic society. God bless Nigeria. With that, we've come to the end of this episode of The Bearing. Thank you so much for listening. To the journalists who shared their opinions on the show, we say a very big thank you to you all. The Bearing is a Daily Trust production, and you can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on bossprout.com. You could also listen in on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and Google Podcasts. If you have questions or comments or suggestions of topics you would like us to talk about, let us know on our social media handles, on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust, and on Facebook at Daily Trust. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. That is 0913-893-3390. You can also reach me on Facebook. You can also reach me on Instagram and Twitter at Lilian underscore Ogazi and on Facebook at Lilian Ogazi. Bye for now.